Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon here on a Wednesday, Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller. As we get back to local programming for the next seven hours right here on KXNO, taking you up until 6 o'clock. Trent and I are with you until 1. BMW of Des Moines guest list shapes up like this. We'll start at the bottom of the hour with our friend Kevin Lehman, who's on his way to St. Louis, where he will call every single one of them. Uh, of the Missouri Valley Conference games as he flip-flops between a TV and radio. Catch up with Kevin, pick his brain a little bit. Is it a two-team uh, tournament? Eh, maybe that's a little over the top. We'll pick Kevin's brain on that uh, coming up at 11.30. John Bowenkamp at 12.05. We'll cover a lot of ground with uh, John. Some Major League Baseball, but uh, we'll obviously a lot of uh, conversation pursuant to last night. I just got a text from Kevin Lehman Trent. You can see it on your phone. It came to you as well. Um, so John Bowenkamp coming up at uh, 12.05 and then at 12.30? I was going to say we'll head to Chicago. We could, but Cappy's not there. He's in Indianapolis at the Scouting Combine. Uh, the NFL Combine, Cappy there. So we'll uh, catch up with Cappy in Indianapolis, Indianapolis. And the Combine uh, in the spotlight uh, this morning for um, not not the the workouts or anything like that for the news that uh, Jalen Carter, who is I think the consensus best player in the draft uh, overall. Not uh, I mean I get the quarterback position most important in sports, but um, Jalen Carter on everybody's list is you know the best player potentially in the draft. He was uh, served a warrant here this morning, part of that fatal crash where a teammate of his was killed, and I guess it was Carter that he was racing and uh, lied about it, made it a little bit worse. The cover-up always, well, in this case, I was going to say, no, worse than crime, so he died. Uh, but uh, Jalen Carter in the spotlight, as he goes through the biggest job interview of his career, will it matter uh, time will tell. We'll we'll find out uh, the last, well, I guess, the last Thursday uh, in the month of April, NFL Draft Day. Trent Condon. Yo. Well, we all saw that coming. I was wrong. Pat ourselves in the back. We Dead had... wrong. I'm a moron. And I am happy to be stupid. Yeah. Oh. That was brutal. I mean, if, uh, as far as our picks yesterday, <laughs> we all thought, that, my God, that. You know, two teams coming off emotional highs. Iowa, the comeback of the for the ages. Uh, 99.8 lost probability for the Hawks. They overcame it, and they won in overtime, and they covered. Uh, and, of course, Indiana knocking off, sweeping Purdue. Mm-hmm. Both teams, how will they respond after those? Well, it's going to hurt the Hawks more than it's going to hurt Indiana. They're at home, after all. It's Let down, going on the road. Uh-huh. And Tough place to play. Assembly Hall. The road splits compared to what they are at home. Just can't shoot. They yeah. can't shoot on the road trying to save their lives. No, even in... Outside of the Rutgers game, that was the one. Outside of that, even on neutral courts, they're terrible against Duke. They're bad against Clemson, won the game. They're terrible against TCU. Even neutral. This is away from Carver. Mm -hmm. They've been terrible, short of one game. And then they go out there, and they blister the Nets. They they paced them. They never gave them a chance. Beginning of the second half, Indiana has a little bit of a run. In fact, they, they had a run right at the end of the second half to get it to 11. They come out. End of the first half, right. Yeah, you come out with the steal. Yep. Get another steal. They turn mm-hmm. right back over, but mm-hmm. like, all right, here they come. 
and Iowa responds yeah. and had an answer for every single thing that they did. Mike Woodson, if I was an Indiana fan, I'd be apoplectic right now. Well, don't forget, just be Purdue twice. Right. But because of this. The letdown, you mean, as bad as it looked? Nope, not that. Those happen. Yeah. You played Iowa earlier this season. Uh-huh. The let, Iowa, them, let them come back. Let them come back, and the way they did it. Maybe save their season. Absolutely. But Indiana let them back in the game because they couldn't run zone offense. So here we are a month later. Uh-huh. And they can't run a zone offense? This is an NBA coach. Mm-hmm. And it, they looked clueless. It's not like the Iowa zone defense is great either. Well, I mean, They didn't get the ball to the high post once. Uh-huh. It was incredible. After the way that Iowa beat you the first time. This game plan, this is simple. I mean, this you go to any middle school... And most coaches are going to come up with a game plan better than that. Hey, this team beat us the first time. We're coming back around. We're going to have something. Indiana had nothing. What is Mike Woodson doing? That's terrible. I, I think it turned to was it's not only the, the the team played poorly. The coach had had no answers as well. It was it was overall just a terrible day for the Hoosiers. How oh, poor buddy Matt Snyder. There's one game a year to get to <laughs> right. back to his alma mater and watch his squad play. <laughs> he just got played. How about the personality? I don't know. You've you've seen Peyton Sanford and Jim's when he's going in high school. The personality that he showed last night in the basketball game a couple of times. Getting teed up when he's blowing the they're blowing the student section a kiss after the three. And then the charge uh the the block fast foul rather that uh, that was called not charge foul called it was called offensive foul and Sanford demonstrably pointing and and putting as the left hand behind his head uh-huh. and going the other way down to a knee it was great to see that on him. I didn't know he had that part of his personality you might have I I didn't see that I've never seen it on the floor and if you're on hold we'll get to you in just a minute um people want to talk about this basketball game <laughs> yes, I get do. it they should he's a goofball but he's Iowa's goofball, yeah. right? And he is a little bit different. But It was great to see the personality come out. And who was the leader in the huddle when Fran McCaffrey was doing the stare down against Michigan State? The person that took control of the huddle for people there was Sanford. Mm-hmm. Sanford is and a guy. And Perkins, who went to get his coach. And <laughs> he tried. <laughs> yeah. But it was Peyton in that huddle. We've seen that a lot of times. Not easy for a sophomore to no. do. No. There's leadership qualities. Yes. There's that camaraderie, that team. He And there's six-year seniors in that huddle. And he was the one Uh that is rallying the troops together and and the miraculous comeback. Hits the shot, obviously, to force overtime. When did you think it was going in? When he missed the free throw. (laughs) I mean, he's got confidence. Uh He's got swagger. He's a little bit goofy. And when he's not in the game, he's over there doing the bow and arrow. And Uh he's doing all that. I mean, he is He's the embodiment of a great Mm -hmm. teammate. He is. And I saw it for the first time that you're what you're talking about on uh, when he was interviewed after the game about the free throw. Um, when when he when he was asked the question, when did you know when they missed the free throw? I thought it was going to be good. I thought it was going in. Well, that was great. But last night, I I didn't know he had this part of his personality. It was terrific to see. Uh, he played again. Well, everybody did. I mean, poke a hole in that performance last night. Poke a hole in. It. You can't. I can't find one. Not that I'm looking for one. That was just an utter. Display of domination. Chris Murray, terrific. Uh, Perkins, out of his mind in that basketball game. Boy, he's really turned it on, has he not? And I guess, you know, he wanted he wanted to play there. He wanted to go to Indiana. That Apparently, what that was where he wanted to play his college basketball, and that didn't have that opportunity. He did last night. Uh, Perkins has been terrific in this last few games. And you know what? It's great to see because they're going to need this, Perkins, 
if they plan on, you know, advancing, make make it an impact on this big dance. Averaging four and a half assists per game. I went back and after I got home, had the game on as I was calling high school hoops last night, but can't really see it. You know, just looking, seeing the score and that kind of thing. Go back, rewatch the game and just smiles. Well, I got to rewatch the end of the Michigan State game. So I did that as well. During that comeback, who was the guy that was running point? Tony Perkins. A year ago. When Iowa started to turn around in February, yes, Bohannon was inserted mm-hmm. into the starting lineup as the point guard, but it was a lot of Tony Porkins oh. at the point. He's not a full-time point guard, but there are situationally a lot of times that's when Tony Perkins is yep. back. Best being a facilitator, being a guy then off the ball, cutting to the rim. He is just a different kind of talent than Iowa's had at that two-guard position with that kind of athleticism, that kind of speed, handles that he can get in there. He is a Excellent, excellent college basketball player. And his offers coming out of high school were Ball State, oh, Toledo. Jeez. Didn't exactly beat the who's who. And he said afterwards. No, he wanted to go to Indiana. Yeah, and they didn't want me. They Iowa was the only one that did. Wanted no part of him. Uh, time after time after time early in that basketball game. Cutters off a bounce pass to an uncontested lane. Mm-hmm. I mean, Trent, I, I don't know how many times it was. It seemed like a handful of them. But it was just, it was great offense. It was Indiana just being... I don't know what was wrong with him. I mean, Hood Shafino had 35 against Purdue mm-hmm. over the weekend. He didn't get into double digits yesterday. We have eight. Hood Shafino had eight. Jackson Davis, terrific player. Miller Cop did nothing in that basketball game. Thompson, likewise. It was, I mean, nobody saw it coming, right? And here's the thing. They're right back in a great position now to get one of those coveted double buys. And if they can find a way to get the deuce, which they're in the hunt for, um, that means Purdue's on top of the bracket, mm-hmm. you're on the bottom of the bracket. And you feel pretty good about most everybody in the league. I mean, everybody in the top half you have beaten this year. Uh-huh. It's a Except bottom, for Purdue. It's a bottom yes. that gives you fits. And it's been domination against a lot of those teams. Mm-hmm. And it continues with the sweep now against Indiana, sweep against Rutgers. Got the single wins against Michigan, against Illinois. This Iowa team, they're goofy, they're weird. But, boy, they're fun to watch. No, indeed they are. Let's clear out the phones. Jeff, we'll get to you in a minute. Bob is first. Uh, Bob, welcome to the program. Bob, what's on your mind? Hey, guys. Uh, love the show. First, I want to say, Trent, you need to talk more about your podcast. I love that podcast. Thank you. Locked on Hawkeyes. If uh, if the crowd is uh, listening and likes likes Hawkeye talk, then check out his podcast, especially the um Post game reaction. I love your post game reaction to the football and basketball game. So thanks, Bob. Thanks better after a win. Trade. Better after a win or a loss, Bob. <laughs> I say after a loss. Yeah. Usually, uh, yeah. I let it fly yeah. a little bit, don't I? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's good either way, but especially after a loss. Uh, and also, Trent, thanks for being the, the gambling degenerate that you are. Because in times that my wife gets on my case about. You caring too much about sports gambling? And I can point to you and and say, "Well, I'm, <laughs> well, I'm not, not the sickest guy." guy. <laughs> right. yeah. I'm not betting on yeah. Bellarmine. I mean, leave me alone. Yeah. This is how you put yeah. it. This is at least what I use with my wife, and this is a help for a little bit. A, this is a new one that I've been using. This oh. is my hobby. Now, I don't collect sports oh, cards. Yeah. I don't have memorabilia. I don't do any of that stuff. This is my hobby. Mm-hmm. So if it ends up costing a couple hundred dollars a year, if I'm not doing very well, so be it. So it's my hobby. But also, well. This is something, this is my entertainment tax. I'm not out of the bars at yeah. night anymore. I'm not doing things like that. This is I'm part home. of your job, yes. Teller. It is part of my, absolutely. <laughs> There's. I mean, I got a long list here. You can come up with lists too, Bob. It, it, those work well. Entertainment tax, just a little bit to watch the game. And this is my hobby. Don't worry about collecting, doing those kind of things. This is my hobby, sports gambling. Think it'll work? I'm, t- 
I'm taking notes right now. <laughs> Love it. Hey, quick question for you guys. I want to see if you can help me. Maybe you had this stat already. If not, see if you can help me find it. Do you have any idea what the longest losing streak is heading for a team heading into the NCAA tournament? Meaning a team that mm. made the tournament that has the longest losing streak leading up to the tournament. Any idea on that? Mm. I haven't heard that number. You know, we've talked about the Iowa example as they lost. What was it, Bob? Thanks it- for the call. Anything else? Appreciate yep. it. Seven out of eight, yep. I think it was, down the stretch in the year that they played in Dayton. We saw that. There's been other instances, but I can't remember a losing streak like that going in. I'll, I'll see, do a little research here and see if I can find something going into the NCAA tournament. But I, I think he's talking about the people up north, right? Up yeah, Ames. I would think so. Yeah. And Iowa State, who very well could be looking at that kind of long losing streak going in. I would guess there's teams that have had longer, you know, that did enough in the tournament or in the regular season going into things. But, yeah, I'll see if I can find anything on that. Uh, Jeff's up. Hello, Jeff. How are you? Good. I want to give you a parallel, but I want to give you a couple of stat lines that I thought were that kind of, you know, stirred the drink last night. Chris Murray finally looked like a first-round draft. Mm-hmm, he did. I agree. Uh, shooting, the, shoot, shooting the ball with confidence, playing some defense, attacking, attacking straight-line drives. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony Perkins, you know, here's the stall, the, the stir that really stirs it. It's not just he just back cuts and he gets to the lane. Guys, he, he's, he's skying for rebounds over 6'8", six, 6'9", six, 6'10", six, guys, and then he pushes in transition. Yeah, they led the team in rebounds in last night. Right, and then, he, and then and by the way, no Iowa players ever got a triple-double. I thought that was crazy stat that I heard last night. What did he finish uh, with? Um, how, many, uh, how many assists was he away? I believe he was one away. Trent, is that right? One away, two away. Uh, two away. Two, two, he had eight. Two tw- 23, 10, so, and 8. He's pushing in transition, and then we're looking for shooters. And then as Stanford and company are hitting shots, that's where we're really at our best. Mm-hmm. Now, let me give you the parallel. The Iowa State game, the Rutgers game, this game, that's their three best, I would say, team defensive you know, stat line, mm-hmm. right? They played unbelievable defense. But you know what? Their offense hums when they play defense. Get some so, stops. Can we get – can we can we get to a point where we don't have to play lights out defense? But if look at our three again, look at our three best wins. I just named them, and what's the the, the component? Is them playing defense and then getting rebounds and pushing in transition and they're hitting shots. I said this last week. If they get to eighty points, they're going to win a lot of ball games. But if they just play below average defense, they can go into Indiana, one of the craziest environments mm-hmm. in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Check the Cole Center, they struggle. They go to Northwestern, they struggle. Indiana's humming. You guys touch base, they beat Purdue. They're one of the hottest teams in college basketball. And we go in there and play two-way basketball, the way basketball is supposed to be played. If they do that, moving forward, going into the tournament, you know, I know Trent kind of got off and on. I've been right down the center. It, barring matchups, they are a sweet 16 team. I love this team. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. All right. Hoping you're right, Jeff. I uh, really do. I'd love yeah. to check that box for uh, Coach McCaffrey. That means we get an extra week of talk, selfishly, <laughs> right. uh, which is what we're rooting for. Like, I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. Uh, this team plays the way they did last night. Who's to say they can? Perkins is is leading this team now in so many ways. Rebracha, uh playing exceptionally well. And I agree, with, uh, I agree with Jeff. I thought Chris Murray looked like an NBA player last night. He really did. He and he, you confident. can't say that about him every night. In no. fact, a lot of nights you can't. There's plenty of times where we've seen him disappear. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's fair to say. Mm-hmm. And that 
Certainly was not the case last night. He came in out of this environment last night. He did not disappear. And that's one of the ones you would think, well, maybe this might be a tough game for him. And not just hitting open shots, shots with contested guys in his face, yeah. that fadeaway that he had from 15 feet away. I mean, he it was kind of he the was active. Package. He was and, really and good. He was also getting the ball in the post more, which mm-hmm. is something that I want to see, wanted to see more of out of him. One other thing, it came up in a friend's press conference before the game. And I had not realized this. I was second in the Big Ten in offensive rebounding. That's, that's incredible. For a team built yeah. with a power forward playing center. Right. With your four. That is surprising. Not really a four. Two point guards Who's basically Who's leading out there. the way? I would guess Purdue because of Edie. Yeah. But, yeah, probably second for sure. Right. But yep. to be second in the league in offensive rebounding with this collection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Jeff brings up a really good point. When the defense is hovering, it just it helps the offense. Because what Iowa wants to do, the one thing I was good at defensively is forcing turnovers, and that helps the run game and get out. But if they can just be competent, just the complete inverse of what we talk about in football, right? It really is. So the Eastern Illinois game is, is one end of the scale. This is the other end to me. This was their most complete performance last night that we've seen. No doubt. I mean, they've had a couple of good wins. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff pointed them out. This one to me was, it was seemingly, I would say impossible, but improbable. He's sitting here at this time yesterday. It didn't seem like there was much pathway to this. Look at the position that they've put themselves in now. They, they beat, beat Nebraska, Nebraska, and Nebraska had an all-timer collapse yesterday. Right. They're up 10. When I turned in, I was 55-46, something like that. And then Michigan State couldn't miss, and Nebraska couldn't hit. So this is a very winnable basketball game. Come on, you got to score to settle. I mean, they embarrassed you when you were over there in Lincoln. If Iowa wins against Nebraska... This is what has to happen for them not to get a double bye. Michigan, all six of these things have to happen. For all, you have to check every box. Every for one of these. Okay. Michigan has to win at Illinois and at Indiana. For them not to, not to get right. the double bye. That's not going to happen. Maryland, if they pull, the Wolverines pull that off, though. Win yeah. at Illinois at Indiana. Then Maryland has to win both at Ohio State. Which they should, that's tonight. And a home against Penn State. Oof, not easy not games. Easy, yeah. I mean, they're, what, 55% right. chance to win both of those? Okay, so let's say that uh, both to, that's both of those things have happened. Both teams have held serve. And Northwestern has to win against Penn State. Okay. And at Rutgers. All six, I mean, <sighs> the percent chance of that actually happening yeah. is so low, right? It seems I mean, slim. Yeah. They're in great shape. Now, Nebraska, and for the first, uh, how long last night? Uh, 25, <laughs> yeah. 28 minutes? They were in really, really good shape. They were? They? And then it just went the other way. Mm-hmm. But Nebraska, it's not going to be a cakewalk, you wouldn't think. No. They're going to come in there and they're, they're going to compete yep. and they're going to do those yep. things. But you get that win, you're looking at a double by a potential number two seed. Uh, there's a mathematical formula here. This is from Matt Hackman on Twitter and basically weighs all the remaining games in the Big Ten. Iowa, their most likely seed is the number two seed. 39% of the time in these simulations, they are the two seed. 30% of the time, a three seed. And 9% of the time, they are a four seed. So a double buy, we're talking about what, 75% chance of having the double buy. Goes from there. They can still finish as low with the loss as an eight. That's still Jeez. out there, too. So so from two to eight is on the table. For all intents and purposes, the double buy is there. We go back to the last time Iowa had a lot riding mm. in a sport. With Nebraska coming mm. to town. Here we go again, right? Here we go again. Wouldn't that be a See, I, I do like that. And I don't think I don't think it was on purpose basketball wise. We know football wise right. that they're gonna end the season. Mm-hmm. But wouldn't no, no, not, not even gonna entertain it. <laughs> not, not, not gonna go nope, there, huh? Nope, nope, nope.
Nope. Iowa favored by nine, according to Ken, Ken Pomeroy Palm. against Nebraska. Yeah. Hmm. What did the game go off? What did it tip last night? Did Five and a half. It, did it? So it stayed right around where it was in the morning. There was some fluctuation. I saw a few uh-huh. fives pop. I saw six come back. But, yeah, there was a back and forth. And that was absolutely a pros versus Joes last night. I mean, the betting public was all about Indiana. Oh. I uh, talked to a number of people throughout the day. Everybody was unloading the bankrolls on the Hoosiers. It was I, I could not find one person out there that wanted to take the Hawkeyes. Big Hawkeye fans. And what am I missing here? How and and then that. That's why sports uh, there are no sure things in nope. sports and sports gambling. Nope. As Bob Ryan says repeatedly, it is the best reality show out there, and he's a hundred percent right. You just don't know. Nobody No, nobody saw this going. Or this coming. I just I, I Good for them. Good for them. Complete game. All right, uh, what else from sports last night? Well, one thing, uh, we got a, a phone call and a, a lot on Twitter. We are radio only today. so Oh, yeah, good point, because the Wild are playing. Yeah, so if you're trying to uh, pick us up or you got a buddy that you know listens on iHeart all the time, I know we've, we've tweeted it out a couple of times so far, but radio only today, mm-hmm. the Wild are on the radio. Same thing for the beginning, I believe, of Murph and Andy today. Uh, it'll be probably about 1.30 before they get back on the iHeart radio app and KXNO.com streaming there. So if you're looking for us on Online, or if you know people that normally listen that way, uh, give them a heads up. Radio only today and radio only till about 1.30 for Murph and Andy. Uh, and then tomorrow, what are our plans tomorrow? We will get uh, we'll get started late because you're going to get started early. Yes, 10 a.m. right after uh, the second hour of Dan Patrick. I'll hop on as we have an all-CIML semifinal in the Girls State Basketball Tournament. It'll be the number two seed, the Johnston Dragons, as they go up against Ankeny Centennial after the Jaguars upset Waterloo West. Who, How about the young? Oh, he, How long has he been doing this for? It's got to be 50 years. Right? Back into the nine. I mean, oh, at Ankeny, yeah, yeah, probably. and I think he, I think he was somewhere else before. I mean, he's got a ton of victories. <sighs> you look across the CIML, he's got a talented team this year. But there's some years where you know, there's teams with two, three, four collegiate players, and he's out there, maybe with a girl that's you know going to go play D three basketball, something like that. Uh-huh. And they're always competing with the top level of the mm-hmm. CIML year after year. And here he is again. That Waterloo West team has Sahara Williams, one of the top prospects in all the country. They knock her. He, uh, Poke also another D1 basketball player, and they just go out there and they take it to him. And it's not like this shot. was a buzzer, Peter. They beat nope. him by what? Just eight, nine, something like that? And kind of cruise control uh-huh. throughout it. Just kept him at arm's distance. And the only team to beat the Johnston Dragons this year? Are you kidding? The Ankeny Centennial Jaguars. Wouldn't that be something? Well, we'll see. 10 a.m. tomorrow. You'll be on the air right after I wrap up. Probably 11.15, 11.20, right okay. in that range. Then for the second game, Dowling Catholic, they'll face off against number 1 Pleasant Valley. We'll have that game down the dial on 96.9 The Bull. So, uh, is Pleasant Valley have you seen them? Well, funny story. So it's my stepdad's side of the family, but my cousin, who I've only actually met twice, yeah. my uh, my mom married my stepdad when I was in college, so you know don't know all the extended family very well. But uh, my cousin's daughter is the best player on their team. I've never seen her play before, Hallie Vice. So I'll be able to see her for Pleasant Valley. Now I've just heard these are from family members too, and I've been saying, well. This is Central Iowa. We play basketball right. a little bit different over here compared. Yeah. I've heard good things about them. I don't know for sure. Dowling Catholic, though, they've had themselves a great season also, so they played really well. It's uh, going to be a fun day of basketball there, and then the championship game will be on Friday night. We'll have that one also on 96.9. The Bull, mm. the state tournament is set for boys basketball. Was at Waukee Northwest as they held on to beat Roosevelt. Roosevelt played really, really tough in that game, but a little too much Cade Kelderman and Price Sanford as the Wolves get the victory. 
Waukee, Waukee Northwest may be in a collision course for the semifinal against each other. Valley makes it as the number four seed. The top seed is Cedar Rapids Kennedy, the only undefeated team left in Class 4A. Going to be a great state tournament. Hoover's there also in Class 3A. Ames is going to be there. A lot of local interest going to be happening. Sounds like you've got a busy week. It's going to be a very busy one at Wells Fargo Arena next week, and we'll work through all the details. And you can also follow along on Twitter. I always put the schedule up there. You can see where we're going to be either here on KXNO or down the dial. KXNO HD2, 96.9 The Bull. All right, Kevin Lehman will join us when uh, we come back. Uh, He's on his way to St. Louis where he's going to call every one of the Missouri Valley Conference games, either TV or uh, radio for Kevin. He joins us when we come back. It's uh, Miller and Condon. We're underway on a Wednesday. Des Moines Sports Station, 106. Heather sent you in. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. Valley Conference Tournament underway tomorrow in St. Louis. Kevin Lehman will call every one of the games, either radio or TV. Uh, he joins us to help us with the uh, preview of the tournament and take a look back to the finale this weekend. Bradley and Drake for the number one seed uh, as he called the game. Kevin, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. Kevin Lehman, how are you? Good. We're in route 218 South, heading for St. Louis. My favorite time of the year. I don't blame you. It's a, it's a great term. Now, I heard that St. Louis might be under somewhat of a weather watch. Uh, are you prepared for that, Kevin? Have you heard that? I got my Ford, one, uh, Ford 150 with four-wheel drive. You're Nothing good. Nothing will stop us. You're golden, and on you go. Uh, before we get into the tournament, let's uh, look back to the Drake-Bradley game. Um, the, the game itself in a second. Um, it was great that uh, that, that ESPN uh, chronicled you ringing the bell, and way to go, Kevin. you got a lot of people rooting for you here, and Tommy Birch wrote a great piece, uh, as we knew that he would. Um, but they showed you ringing the bell, you and your girlfriend, Madonna, by your side there, and they showed that, and your, your broadcast partner said, as you knew he would, said some great stuff. Uh, good to see, Kevin, uh, That uh, and you credit to, to a lot, to the Jimmy uh, V Foundation. So uh, it was good to see that they uh, gave you some time uh, and rightly so well thanks ken it's been quite a journey i appreciate all the support everyone's given me and uh i'm just trying to be motivational for some other people that are going to be uh, afflicted by the disease and we got to find more cures it, and it, it needs money and research money coaches versus cancer jimmy v foundation whichever just you know open your pocketbook and give because it's going to save your life or a friend or relative's life sometime in the future no doubt about it. Well said, and uh, as always, rooting for you, Kevin, and excited to hear on the call for uh, all the games, radio, TV. You're going to be busy here, certainly over the next uh, two days, Thursday and Friday, with eight games combined over those two games. Let's kick things off. How the tournament's going to kick off. You and I gets Illinois State. You know, a pretty big gap when you get to those teams, 9 through 12, in the conference this year. The Panthers, not just a chance to pull off the win and get their shot against Pradley. Can they make a run here, or is it just... Maybe the wheel's starting to come off with this very young Panther squad. Well, it's an Illinois State team they've beaten twice during this season, but by small margins. And it's a young team. You know, I got a conference call with Jake coming up here in about an hour. And that's my question. You don't have guys that have experienced this before with, you know, Duax and Campbell mm-hmm. and Wolf. They got some young players and Titan Anderson in a, in a big role. So what's his approach with this young team? And, can they make a run at it? They've struggled here in February. Tough schedule. Uh, 
but you know, you never you never sell Coach Jake short. The guy has been spectacular in, in making runs with teams. But I think it's an uphill climb for them, obviously, because of the youth of this team. Because we know in the tournament time, it's guards that win games for you, and they don't have a lot of experience out there other than Bowen Bourne. No, they really don't. But I think you hit the nail on the head, Kevin, for for Panther fans and the listening audience that. Uh, maybe disappointed the way that, that it finished. It certainly didn't start out well, but in the middle, they certainly played some good basketball. But they're such a young team, Kevin. Uh, we don't know what the rosters are going to look like, obviously. But, you know, if, if everything goes according to plan, that roster comes back uh, with another with a year of experience. This time next year, they should be in a whole different spot. Well, also, can add Nate Heidi to that, who's a potential all-league player. Mm-hmm. And Austin Fife, I talked to him. At the Southern Illinois game, and he is serious about trying to get that wow, extra year him. of eligibility. I said, dude, you're going to be as old as Roman <laughs> Penn and D.J. Wilkins. He goes, no, I'm only going to be 23. Those guys are like 25 or 26. <laughs> but he's, he thinks he can get this extra year, and he's all in if he does. Well, going to be interesting there. And they need, they need a little help inside. I mean, portal shopping. Yeah, I know it's different when you're talking about at the power conference level and NIL and everything there, but... Coach Jake, when you look towards the future and what they need to kind of plug a few holes there, is that kind of at the top of the wish list and, and certainly not knowing even if Fife gets another year of eligibility, what kind of minutes he'd be able to give them? Well, Trent, I think you're right there. They need to get a five-man. Uh, you know, Cole Henry's been in the program for four years. Uh, he's done some good things that need more consistency out of him. Betts is that hybrid five that's a pick-and-pop three guy, although he's played really well uh, as of late. When you think about that perimeter and you throw Heidi back in there, they're really set on the perimeter. I really like Trey Campbell. I think a year in the weight room, this kid's going to be an all-league player. We have already saw Michael Duax is going to get named to the all-freshman team today, is what's my guess. And, and Campbell's got a shot at it, too. And then we've got also Landon Wolf was uh, all-bench team. So there's some young talent on this Panther team. Is there a team that's going to play tomorrow, Kevin, so seeds 5 through 12, that you give an outside chance, a puncher's chance, obviously going to be tough four games, four days. Is there a team playing tomorrow that you think, well, if there is one that can get to Sunday, it's who? Oh, it's Indiana State without a doubt because their ability to shoot the three ball. But you'll wonder in these type of tournaments where the score is usually lower, it's based on defense, can they shoot it well enough? for three days to get to Sunday because they have, you know, that Thursday play in game. And Josh Schertz made an interesting comment that he'd rather play Thursday than sit and practice, which, of course, he's playing Evansville, so it's easy for him to say that. Right. But I think with McCauley, uh, Robbie Ablu, the freshman in the middle, and that's a guy that the Panthers wanted really bad and, and came in second on. Uh, they're a talented team, and it probably – the team you don't want to see coming out of that Thursday bracket because of their ability to shoot the three. They play fast. They spread you out. It's a different style than we're used to seeing in the Valley. And Indiana State-Belmont, as long as Indiana State wins in the quarterfinals, that'll be a fun 4-5 matchup. And like you said, Kevin, much different kind of matchup than we're used to, certainly, in the MVC tournament. Well, let's get to the doggies. Drake doesn't get it done on the road against Bradley. What's the likelihood, though, that we're going to see the rubber match here, that the championship game will be Bradley against Drake? Oh, I think it's pretty good. Uh, you got, let's look at the route they got to take. You know, the problem Drake's got, you've got a, a Valpo team that they've they struggled with. Murray State, they handled easily at the NAP Center. Uh, and Bradley, Belmont and Bradley, you know, Belmont's the team that's beaten Bradley twice. 
So, you know, you got some dark horses in there, not necessarily dark horses. Belmont, Indiana State, we've talked about. Mm-hmm. Could make that run into Sunday. But uh, I think we're kind of really looking forward to a matchup of Bradley and Drake again in that championship game. Yeah, I'd love to see it. So what happened to Drake, Kevin? You had the game Sunday. What did uh, what did Bradley do different from the, uh, the the previous game when Drake at the Nap Center just had their way with them? Well, here's the biggest thing, and uh, Brian World told me this, and even Darren DeVries said it was defensively. Bradley came in that game in the Nap Center and tried to switch all the screens. They changed their entire approach because of that game, they didn't switch. They stuck on guys and fought through screens, became a more physical team, and a Bradley team that's now healthy. Uh, Deshaun Henry, that was his first game back, had a goose egg at the Knapp Center. He's sixth man of the year, and rightfully so. So it's a Bradley team that became more physical, and I thought the difference was Malave Leon's ability to guard Tucker DeVries. They need, did not need to send help defenders. This kid's got a seven-foot wingspan. Mm. Tough to shoot over, and Tucker really had problems getting some open looks. It stagnated the offense. I liked what DeVries and Drake did defensively outside the box. You know, they had Sturts on the center, masked a couple times. It caused a lot of turnovers, but they just couldn't keep up at the offensive end. New Missouri Valley with the 12-team league now, the additions of UIC, Belmont, and Murray State coming in. Attendance-wise, you've been able to see these teams, see the way that they travel. What do you anticipate? What what kind of fan base? Certainly UIC, I don't think you're going to see a ton of Flame fans there. But when you look at Belmont, when you look at Murray State, what do you anticipate in their first go-around here in St. Louis? Murray State's bringing a boatload. Not a busload, a boatload. They're all coming. And they, they end up leading the Missouri Valley in attendance. This is a team that finished the middle of the pack. And Bradley, that game we had at Carver Arena, it was 11,000 people in there. Yeah, it was yeah. looked great. To yep. the br- yeah, it was, it was. that's an old hockey. There's ice underneath the court. You can see mm. the blood behind us of the hockey guy that got smashed. It's got that smell of beer in it <laughs> and yeah. the old, old hamburgers. It's kind of that old school, yeah. kind of like Betts was back in the day. So it's really a fun environment. And Indiana State, I understand, they sold out their allotment of tickets also. So I think we're going to see. And when Southern's good, they bring a ton of people. They have a large alumni base in St. Louis. So I think we're going to see a new and exciting arch badness. Because, you know, let's face it, guys, Wichita State and Creighton left. Those bases traveled so well. It was unbelievable. Yes. Yes, I think with Murray, we're going to get that back. I, I hope so, Kevin, because it, it used to be packed. And I mean, Creighton used to stay at a hotel. It, it's changed names. It used to be called the Mark. Might be the Hyatt now. I think Creighton took over that whole hotel. Uh, the 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 colors, you know, the Wichita yellow, the the blue of Creighton. Uh, the building was just it was aesthetically pleasing with the, with all the fan bases and the little pockets that they would sit in. All right, so let's cut to the chase, Kevin. Let's get to Sunday. Who are you going to be calling? What uh, what teams are you going to be calling? Is Drake part of it? I certainly hope so. I think this is a team that's old. They got a lot in the line, and they know the only way yep. they're going to punch their ticket in the NCAA tournament is to win this game Sunday. Penn has been spectacular. I would not be surprised to see him named Valley Player of the Year later this afternoon when they announce those awards. I thought I thought he's been spectacular. And Darnell Brody, another guy, yeah. most improved team. I like mm-hmm. what he's done. Uh, 
but you know what they need, guys? We saw it against Bradley. The bench has to score. Sardar Calhoun's got to score. Mm-hmm. Enright's got to get Enright. points off the bench. That was another issue they had against Bradley. I think it was 38-8. to Drake's bench outscored Bradley's bench in the Nap Center. They didn't get anything off the bench Sunday at, at Carver Arena. Yeah, Ferguson had one basket. That was the only bench player that scored. Enright played 25 minutes and didn't uh, crack the score sheet. Likewise with Calhoun, although he played, you know, 10 or so, 8 as it was officially. Um, man, we shall see. Kevin, real quick, uh, did, did you have an opportunity to watch Iowa Indiana last night? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got my guy Josh Betts with me. He's my stat nice. guy. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just threw this one at me. In those last two games, the Hawks have hit 33s. In those two losses against Northwestern and Wisconsin, a total of six threes. Wow. <laughs> That's good. Tell Josh High he's a good man. Uh, you're in good hands with uh, with Josh Betts uh, down there with you helping you out. Kevin, enjoy St. Louis. Uh, you're going to be busy. Take uh, So what have you got for the uh, the vocal cords? What keeps you going through uh, as many games as you're going to call? Lemon? What is it? Honey? Honey. It's honey and hot water, and Josh Betts feed me stats. That's what keeps me going. <laughs> Good stuff. Tell him hi, Kevin. Thank you. Appreciate you coming on. We'll grab you next week, all right? All right, guys. Have a good Yep, one. you do the same. Kevin Lehman making his way to St. Louis for the Valley Tournament. And thanks to Washer Systems of Iowa for helping us out in yeah, our interviews absolutely. throughout the course of the winter with Kevin Lehman all throughout the winter and leading through, and he'll be busy. He's got some NIT games likely on the docket, mm-hmm. a few others. He's always bouncing around, and... Well, he, of course, gets to make that great trip in November every year. Yeah, Thanksgiving. Yes. Making his way to the Virgin Good Islands. Good for him. You see, Iowa, they are... Uh, yeah, they're heading, uh, they're heading west, right? San Diego. Yeah. USC is going to be there. Uh-huh. Oklahoma is going to be this there. This is a new tournament? New tournament. And it'll be played uh, Thursday, Friday. So it'll be a two-day tournament okay. for that one. Four teams will be there. And uh, yeah, good chance San Diego over Thanksgiving. Oh, Worst places to be. San Diego's beautiful. You've been? I never have. Oh, it's beautiful. My wife lived Ideal there as a baby. Club. Did Oh, she doesn't remember her, her No, her dad was in the Navy. Oh, and yeah. So, yeah, yeah, when yeah. she was little. Big Navy base there. Yep, that's true. That she was there. We've always talked about getting back. Maybe oh, this is beautiful. enough to push it over the edge. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. We'll take a time out. Come back. Finish up our number one. John Bowen Camp uh, on, uh, well, on I will get a little baseball sprinkled in. Boy, his Dodgers, are they going to repeat? Mm-hmm. I don't think they are. Got the Lux injury now. That's He's huge. out for the year with the ACL. Huh? They're saving money for Otani. Mm-hmm. Are they going to go out and spend? They got some Where's Otani going to go? Is there any chance he stays with the Angels? I think there is. I don't. If they have a good year this year? No. You th- where, Where's he taking? Do you think he's a Dodger? I, I think he's a Dodger. I think it's... Foregone only, conclusion? I think it's over. Yeah. Padres want to kick the tires? Seattle? So, you know what? I don't understand. Uh, between the Mets and the Padres, it seems like the two owners are trying to have a spending contest. And the Phillies, too, are right in that mix. Those three owners they don't are care about the cap. everybody. Good. <laughs> good. Yes, good. You have... I'd love to be a fan of one of those teams yes. for that very reason. The Blue Jays spend. Yeah, they, they do. Look, I'm not complaining about my squad. They're going to win the American League. Wow. Uh-huh. Wow. Have you found an exact place? Because I, I think I've got Major League Baseball already figured. I mean, you can just skip through right till the end of October. you got to figure it out. Okay. When the Blue Jays and the uh, San Diego Padres play for a championship. There's no way that's going to happen. <laughs> Your love of well, former San Diego and current San Diego teams. What is about that? You know what? That's a great point. I never thought about Maybe that. Maybe that's just where you want to live. That's that's your way of telling it. Is there's something innate there? Yeah, no, it keeps you going after the, the Chargers and after the Padres. I mean, the Padres they're going to be terrible this year. They're over under sixty five. Oh, that's an easy over. <laughs> Every single year with you, 
The Padres, and I never put two and two together, but you're 100% right. Mr. San Diego. Can I told you in, um, in the end of December, I couldn't wait to bet the Chargers again this year, and I already have. How about you just hand me that money right now? You do not even need to put it into the account. <laughs> uh, back to finish the hour. So uh, Des Moines Sports Station. I never thought of that. 106.com. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Hour number two, David Kaplan, bottom of the hour. You know, I, I, um, I remember when you used to work with Jimmy B, you used to let him do what, 60-second NBA thing? It was NBA, uh, Jimmy B's crappy NBA minute. Crappy NBA minute. Well, I, I got to start with Cap. I know we're gonna, he's at the Combine, so uh-huh. obviously going to be a lot of football. I think one of the most important athletes in Chicago sports history was traded yesterday. Patrick Kane. Yes. You monitoring. That's simplysafecolin.com. There is no... What that franchise, the back, or the three, not back to back to back, but the three cups. I mean, just a, yeah. just a huge, huge dynamic player. Maybe the best American-born player ever at this point. I think Austin Matthews will be. I've said it a million times, mm-hmm. but right now Patrick Kane, I think, is. Um, what he meant to that franchise, is, I don't think it can be understated, just no. how important that he was. No, I can certainly buy that. Give me two minutes. Absolutely. Before we get to Indianapolis. Can you do that? Would you do that? Yes. The Blackhawks. That was a big deal even here. Well, it's true. The Blackhawk fans came out of the woodwork. Yep. yep. And because Iowa and Iowa State seasons were finished. (laughs) Right. It's the time, right? It's the time. We get into... I was thinking about that on the way in today. It'd soon be NBA and hockey season here on Miller and Condon. And you know what? We still love that, too. I I agree. Couldn't agree with you more. You know, we're a one-trick pony. We're sports here. Yep. There's not a whole lot of depth. Nope. Not funny. Not entertaining. No. <laughs> Nobody's going to sit in their car. I couldn't like I turned off. Right. I had to pull over. We That's talk about the sports. Show. But even sports that are not our favorites, we still well, really enjoy them. speak for yourself. Well, yeah, you got <laughs> hockey. But I, I'm speaking more like NBA. Right. You know, when we're in June, we love it. Mm-hmm. We're just, we're sport junkies. Mm-hmm. That's what we are. And it doesn't And you matter. can count the, and as many bets as you've made, I'm guessing you could count on one hand how many NBA plays you've had so far this year. Well, in fact, I can look at it. Uh, here on the, right. on the on the Action Network, app. yeah, I can I can look at. So, how many have you made? How many bets have you made total? In um, when did you want to go back to November? Can you do that? Well, I don't know if I can do it that way, but what it does have, I've started doing this three four years ago. Uh, during that time, I have made, let's see, just over thirty five hundred bets in college basketball, uh, about six hundred in baseball. College football over a thousand, NBA eighty six, and most of those eighty six were yeah. May and June. Right, and that's what it'll be. That's what it'll be. And I'll jump aboard, and I will be playing it, and I'll think I'll have it figured out, and it'll go the other way, and we'll have fun with it. <laughs> what a great hobby, sports wagering. No, is. it is. So, do you have any NBA futures? I got the Bucks. One of my I favorite ones. Too. We talked about this on our TV show. You can catch it. It's inside the numbers on MediaCom MC twenty two. Uh, where we just talk sports gambling the whole time. They had this prop up on DraftKings, and it was over under for seeds. And the Bucks were three and a half in the East. And I took the under. In the East? Yeah. Boston? I didn't, I didn't see them being a four seed or worse. And Philly? Coming into the year, you didn't think Cleveland was going to be as no, good as No, that's are. true. The Knicks are playing well. Yeah. But I, I don't want to say home free because there's no such thing as home free until it's locked up. But. Right. That one feels really good. I also got a couple of tastes on the Bucks to win the NBA. 
that's it, though. It was pretty much mm-hmm. Bucks heavy uh, that I jumped into there. Hey, speaking of those seed, our friends over at Bet Rivers right now, they back, they're back now with the NCAA tournament seeds for Iowa and Iowa State. Oh, so where uh, Iowa State was three and a half. Three and a half last week when so they came I'm out. So I'm going to say this week they are. Is there a hook? There is not for okay, either team. Okay, so then the number six. It's seven. Seven. For Iowa State. Now the over is plus money. So you get plus 125 on the over. I was going to say the under at six makes sense. Over under seed for the Iowa Hawkeyes. Is, and this came out today, so this is not old is news after yesterday. Six and a half. It's seven. Where would you rather bet? Where would you rather take they get if a better I seed had, that's under? If I had to make one bet of the two, mm-hmm. I don't like the clones the way they're playing. Just a little Kansas City magic again. Well, you'd like to, you'd, you hope that that's going to be the case. You win a couple of games there. They've got all those quad ones already in their quiver. They do. I don't know. To answer your question, I, those are good those numbers. Are good numbers. Yeah. Really good numbers. John Bowen kicks, kicks off our number two. David Kaplan will head to Indy. That's where Cappy is. He's at the Combine. A lot of NFL Chicago Bears conversation with Kaplan mixing some spring training and some Patrick Kane. Trends plays of the day as well. Hour two next. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO.